Hey, Jennifer's the only one that's good. <laughs> well, happy Sunday. My name is Pastor Jessica, and me and my handsome hubby, Pastor at Liberty Church Holly Pond, we are so excited that you are spending your Sunday with us. If you are new to Liberty in any way, shape, form, or fashion, there is a connection card in the seat in front of you. We would be honored if you would just fill that out and drop in the offering as it passes by. Don't worry, we're not going to show up at your house or do anything weird. We just want to drop you some information in the mail about why we're here, why we're doing what we're doing, and what Liberty Church is all about. Also, back here to my right, your left, where uh, Pete and Mr. Jimmy are back there, that little orange table, that little cutout. That is our new to Liberty area. Me and Pastor Ann will be back there after service. We just want to meet you, welcome you to the Forever family, and maybe give you a really awesome free gift, so make sure you come back there and see us. I'm going to put you all on the spot. We have got three angels left to adopt for Christmas. So I got a boy, and I got two boys and a girl. So I'm giving them out right now. So who wants them? We got to get them going this morning. Come on. Listen here. Bring it on. Right? This, this time of year isn't about getting. It's about giving, right? And that's why we do this. We got one more. Awesome. Thank you, guys. So after service, make sure you go see Gina. Gina, will you stand up? She's in this really awesome green <laughs> elf shirt. You look like Teresa. So y'all make sure to go see her after service. She will give you the paper on more information about your angel. Um, thank you, guys. That is what the season is about, right? Not getting, but giving. That's why we do our angel tree to help families in need to help kids get a Christmas, even though it's not about the presents, but we get to be the hands and feet of Jesus to these little kids and to these families. And you know what? That speaks volumes. That speaks volumes to them that someone that they, maybe they do not know is going to bless their family this season. So thank you so much. All right. After multiple challenges and delays, we are excited to announce that Lots at Liberty is starting tonight. From 6 to 9 through the new year. So if you, have y'all ever been to those houses that you turn your radio station and the lights go with the music, you know? Yeah. So that's what we're doing at our ARAB campus from tonight till New Year's. So you can make that a really awesome family tradition. We do that every year with our family. Um, and now we're going to do two places. I'm really excited about that. Xander loves all them blinking, dancing lights. It's just, he just gets down and boogies in the car. So we wanted to invite all you guys. Make sure um, you go on our Facebook page, share it, get it out there, invite your friends and your families, and y'all go together. We'll be serving hot cocoa and all the good fun stuff. So that's all I got for announcements this morning. We're going to pray over our tithes and our offerings, and then we're going to watch the rest of our video announcements. So Holy Spirit, we just thank you for today. God, we thank you, God, for this time of year. God, we thank you that you gave your best for us. God, and so I just pray, God, that that's our heart this season. God, that we wouldn't be focused on getting presents for everybody else and, and all the hustle and the bustle of the holidays, Lord God, but we would be focused on the gift that you gave, which is Jesus. God, and that would be the gift that we want to give to other people. That would be the gift we want to give to our family members who don't know you. God, is the gift of Jesus. God, and so I pray, God, you would give us opportunities this season to do that with our family members, God, with strangers as we're out shopping and, and doing all the things, God, that you would stop us in our tracks and put someone in our way, God, that needs to hear what Jesus did for us, what Jesus did for them. 
God, so I love you. God, we thank you for today. God, we pray a blessing over each person that's going to tithe and give into this house, into this community. God, we pray that you would continue to open up the windows of heaven over their jobs and over their finances. God, give them more, God, so we can give more. God, so we love you. God, we thank you for the opportunity to gather in your house this morning, God. And we thank you for the word that you're going to speak to us through, Pastor. And I pray that our hearts, our ears, and our eyes would be open and receptive, God. And it wouldn't just go in one ear and out the other, God, but it would take root in our hearts, God, and it would flourish, God, so we can share it with other people, Lord. God, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. We want to thank you for joining us this morning. My name is Owen. My name is Grace. It's great to see you here today. Our goal here at Liberty Church is to help you connect to the incredible purpose God has for your life. It all begins with our connection track, where you will learn the essential steps to help you become a member and equip you to serve, including the opportunity to be water baptized. It's easy as one, two, three. Step one, follow Jesus. Step two, discover your purpose. And step three, make a difference. We look forward to having you join us on the first Sunday of the month to begin your three-step journey. We want to invite you to join Pastor Key for a special time of corporate prayer. One hour of passionate focus for our church, family, communities, and nation. 1 Peter 4, 7 says, The end of the world is coming soon. Therefore, be earnest and discipled in your prayers. Let's position ourselves through prayer to receive the end time harvest God is going to bring in the earth. We hope to see you there. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, you can always stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, where you can like, follow, or subscribe. Or visit us at libertychurchcampuses.com or download our Liberty Church Us app for upcoming events and information so you can stay connected with your church family. We, we pray, pray you have, have a blessed week. Amen. And I do sincerely hope and pray you've had an awesome blessed week. I sincerely hope and pray you are having an awesome blessed Sunday. Thank you for being here. We're so glad you're here learning, growing worshiping with us. So thank you. We love you. I'd like to also welcome anybody joining us, watching online. We're glad you're there too. Put something in the chat today. If you need prayer, we can help. Amen. All of our online facilitators are there for all of your prayer needs. So today I'm really excited. We are officially into the Christmas season, right? Tell your neighbor real in a joyful mood, in a real happy way this morning, say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, amen. Y'all sound alive and well and full of joy today. And so really we kicked off the Christmas uh, season last week with a standalone message titled The Greatest Gift. And so today we're going to be really expounding on that thought with a separate series though titled Christmas Lights. Every Christmas, what do people do all across the world, right? We put up trees, we, we get gifts. We all eat good, probably too good, right? And one of the things that we do is what we decorate our homes. We decorate our trees. We, anything we can put lights on, we put it on, right? We went to the parade in Gunnersville last night, and they had a, a, this really cool Jeep. Any Jeep folks in the house? A couple of you? Yeah, they had this Jeep. It was decked out in lights. I was like, man, that's cool. Yeah, it was, it was cool. But uh, let me tell you something. You know who the original Christmas light is? Y'all are smart. It's Jesus Christ himself. He is literally the light of the world. Did you know that? His promise in his life, in his death, in his resurrection is the light and the love and the hope of God. He was the original Christmas light. And so we are going to be talking, looking 
at that as we, as, we, as we officially, I guess, kick off our Christmas season with our Christmas series. I'm excited to dive deeper with you. And I want you to, I want you to, I don't want you to check out, stay with me, but I want you to try the best way that you can with revisiting the Christmas story without knowing everything that you know. Because, right, when, when we look at Christmas, we all know the Christmas story, right? And so I want you to, 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 to be in prayer and, and to be in an honest, desperate place to say, God, show me something new this year, right? Show me something new. Show me something fresh because I want, I want to have the best Christmas that I've ever had. I want to have the best day that maybe I've ever had. I want to have the best week, the best year. Anybody else want, want to have those things, right? So sometimes we got to, we got to, we got to be desperate before the Lord and say, God, show me something new. Maybe I, maybe I don't know it all, <laughs> right? I, I don't know it all, and I want to learn, and I, and I want it to be fresh. So make that your prayer today as we kick this off. So let's look at the first scripture, our foundational scripture, as we get started today. And I, this is probably one of my favorite uh, scriptures, one, some of my favorite verses. It's, it's John 1, 1 through 5, we're going to look at. But I, I just love John because he's doing something deeper within the message. Because he says, at verse 1 there, he says, In the beginning, the Word already existed. Who knows who the Word was? Who the Word is? It's Jesus. Right? But, but he used a couple words. He says, in the beginning. What does Genesis 1-1 say? In the beginning. Right? God created the heavens and the earth. And so, so John is making, he, he's making a point for us to say, hey, he's almost referencing Genesis 1-1. Because that's how important Jesus is. He was the word. Right? And he says, so in the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought, what did it bring? Light. What's the, the, the title of our message, Christmas? Lights, right? There's that magic word. Highlight that. Underline that this morning. His life, the life of the word, who is Jesus, who created everything that we just read. His life brought light to who? Everyone. To the world. Verse 5, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never, somebody say never if you're paying attention. Put that in the chat this morning or today if you're watching online. Never. No darkness can ever overcome light. Did you know that? It's the exact opposite. Light is what expels the darkness. I could have all the lights turned out in this place. We should have maybe done this. I should have got with my media team ahead of time. And turned out all the lights. And all we would need is just one single candle. Maybe one little lighter in the middle of this room. And no matter where you were in this room, what would you be able to see? That light. And hey, as long as you're close enough to that light, guess what? You can navigate this world. It would be dark in this entire room, but as long as you were close to that light, you could, you could get to the other side of the room without stubbing your toe. Come on, somebody. Anybody ever try to get up and go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, right? It's dark, and you ain't got no light, and what happens? You're, you're, you're stumbling through the dark, right? 
Y'all, so many lost people out in the world, so many even Christians, that's how they're living their lives. They're just stumbling through the dark. God help me, God help me, God help me. All you got to do is at the name of Jesus, his light shines. He gives us light, he gives us love, he gives us direction, he gives us hope. He gives us confidence. Right? You don't have to stumble around in the dark anymore if you don't want to, especially this Christmas. He is the light of the world. And God's life, through Jesus, it brings that light. Jesus is what? He is the way, the, and the life. The way, the truth, and the life, it sounds a lot like the illuminating light of God, right? See, light's what brings, brings truth. Light is what brings revelation. Light is what brings hope. Because you know what? It's a dark, dark world out there. Right? God sent that hope, that ray of light. His name Jesus. Born in a little stable in a barn in Bethlehem to a virgin. To give that dark world not just hope. But even purpose, if you don't have, if Jesus is not Lord of your life, is not Savior in your life, you'll try and find purpose for your life. You find your purpose through Christ. Why? Because he's the light of the world. He's the way, the truth, and life. What did he say? Uh, no one can come to the Father except through me. He said, I am the vine, and ye are merely the branches. So when I abide in Christ, I find my purpose. You could be the best branch God called you to be. Come on, somebody. What does branches do? They bear. I want to have fruit everywhere. Uh, the low fruit, low hanging fruit for people just to be able to pluck from my life because I abide in the vine of life, the light of God, Right? And if Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, get this. Jesus said, ye shall know the, and the truth, you free. So if you're bound today, if you're bound even this Christmas season, we talked about that last week, how we stress ourselves to the max. We don't just stress ourselves to the max. What else do we do? We, we, what else do we do with those credit cards? We, we stress them to the don't do that, by the way. Do not do that. It's not wise. For the sake of Christmas, doing it the worldly way. I want to do Christmas celebrating the godly way, what God did. Right? And so he said, you shall know the truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and life. And the truth of that, the light of God, is what sets you free. You know what happens when you're in the dark? You're blind. And the light is what, it's what brings sight. It's what brings revelation. It's what sets us free. So look at that first point today. Anybody excited? You still good? You still with me? You ready for this? All right. So this is kind of a recap from what we talked about last week, but we're going to kind of move into that thought of Jesus being the light of the world. So Jesus is the light of the world and the light of Christmas. His presence is the greatest present we could ever receive. 
His life brought light to everyone, and the light of Christ changes. Somebody say changes. Everything. That's what we talked about all last week, right? The greatest gift is not a present, is a, is a gift gift. Is the greatest gift is this Christmas is the presence of God. Not presence, but presence, right? And we talked about that. We expound on that. And if that's not your foundation this Christmas, you're going to be left feeling empty. If you celebrate Christmas the way Christmas does, or excuse me, celebrate Christmas the way the world does, you will be left feeling empty come Christmas, the day after Christmas, when you look at your bank account and you're like, man, was that really worth it, right? It's not worth it. If you do Christmas based on celebrating what God done, you'll be filled, I promise you. Right? And that's what the intention of celebrating Christmas. This is about to be the year 2022, which is crazy. 2,000, almost 22 years ago, God invaded earth with his presence. The greatest gift known to man, that God sent his son, not to just to, 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 to help humanity, but to save humanity, and to also bless humanity, and to change every single thing on the face of this planet so that all creation could be redeemed. I've heard Pastor Keith, anybody love Pastor Keith in the house? Amazing, mighty man of God. He said this before, maybe he borrowed it from somebody else, I don't know, but I think it's the first time I ever heard it when he said it. He said, God, he took the cookie, the cookie jar, and he put it on the bottom shelf. That's how good God is. He took the cookie jar, blessings of heaven, the blessings of God, and he put it on the bottom shelf for all to come and see and be filled. Amen. That's what we celebrate on Christmas, right? So look at Matthew 1, 18 through 25. We read Luke 2, the Christmas story out of Luke 2 last week, and so today we're going we're gonna to see the account in Matthew. And so verse 18, it says, This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. I want to stop there just for a second. Who believes this is real? This is not just a story, right? This is reality. So I want you to put yourself in Joseph's shoes. You're engaged to be married to a woman. And you know that she's pregnant, and she's about to start showing the world that she's pregnant, right? But y'all ain't married. Is there going to be something wrong with that? The way the world sees that? This is why Joseph was afraid. He was going to break off the engagement. Do you see that? Does that make sense to you? And what does God do? He sends an angel to reassure him that this is a miracle, right? You need to follow through with this. Don't worry about what anybody else thinks. That's for somebody today. you got to stop worrying about what everybody else thinks and just do what God said. Amen. That was for free. Verse 21, it says, and she, uh, excuse me. It says, and she will have a son, the angel said, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through the prophet. This fulfills the word of God. Does anybody know who that prophet was? I gave it to somebody paid attention last week. It's Isaiah, 
right? It comes from Isaiah 7.14 where he calls him uh, Emmanuel. But verse 23, it says, Look, the virgin, this is the, the prophetic word that was fulfilled. The virgin will conceive a child and she will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph, when Joseph woke up, he did not, he did, excuse me, as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife, but he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born and Joseph named him Jesus. Isn't it amazing how it took a man of God to pray prophetically what would happen for God to use that to fulfill that word to reassure Joseph that it was real. Joseph was a Jew. He, 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 he was from the line of David, King David. Do you know that? And so for the angel to use that, to use scripture for him to, for it to make sense to him is amazing. It blows my mind. That's how perfect and good God is, right? And so God is, we sung about it this morning. God is Emmanuel, God with us through his son, Jesus. He literally dwelt with men, and after he was crucified, he still dwells with men and women today based on his Holy Spirit that he sent as a helper. He is still dwelling with us, and he can still dwell with you if you choose to every single day. You just got to invite him in, right? Look at that next point. So, the world, without Jesus, his life, death, and resurrection, we are lost in the dark, but praise God, we're not lost. We are loved, and we are found, right? I was blind, but now I see, right? Because Jesus is the light of the world. His life and his light brings revelation. Man, I don't know about you, but Ian needs fresh revelation on his daily life, right? If I'm not careful, I can be like that illustration that I used at the beginning of this, walking around like this, walking around like this, like a chicken with my head cut off. You don't know up from down, right, from left, right, from wrong. I need to stay in his presence. I need to invite his presence, and I need to believe if he's the light, then he knows the way, and I have to submit and allow him to be that shepherd. To be that leader in my life. See, because I can do this thing where I, I, I allow Jesus to lead like certain areas of my life. Right? Like, I'm cool with you leading me in that area, God. But like over here, you know, I, I'm Lord. I'm Lord at work. Right? I'm going to do my thing at work, Jesus. And then when I get home, I'll, I'll invite you back in. You know, God wants all of us. We talked about this a couple weeks back. The more of yourself you give God, what happens? The more of him he gives. He doesn't withhold, we do. And so maybe we are holding back that floodgate of blessing because we're so selfish and prideful that we want to do it our way. And you know what happens when we do it our way? We can learn some tough lessons, can't we? I've learned some tough lessons, and it hurts. And it stinks when you're at the bottom of the pigsty. You know, pigs stink. And where you feed pigs, stink. And you know what? Just like the prodigal son, where was he? He was in the pigsty. And we can, get, we can find ourselves there. And guess what's the only thing that's going to get you out of there? The light of Christ. The revelation of who God is. The revelation that God loves you. 
And when, when, the, when, the, when the light bulb dings and you're like, man, why didn't I think of that 10 days ago, 10, 10 years ago, 10 weeks ago? I find, I'm here now. And all it takes is the name of Jesus. And he begins to lead us and guide us out of our pigsty. Right? So always choose God. When you choose God, he, he is for you. He is fighting for you every day. Believe me. Look at John 3.16. We gave it to you last week. We gave it to you again this week. I, I've always said I believe John 3.16 is a Christmas scripture. You can take it or leave it. But it, it's just Christmas wrapped up in one verse. Right? Well, probably maybe one of the most famous verses in the entire, entire world, right? So it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God so loved that he gave. When we celebrate Christmas, what do we do? We give. We should be giving because God gave to us. That should be the reason we're celebrating Christmas. Because God so loved that he gave. Through this verse, God is saying everyone is invited to heaven through my son. God wants every single person to come to repentance. See, a lot of churches, a lot of pastors are not using that word, repentance. Say that with me, repentance. Repentance only comes from the light of God. From the revelation that I'm a sinner dying, going to hell apart from Jesus. That's good enough news in itself. See, but I need to be reminded of that on a daily basis. That I don't have it all put together. That I don't have all the answers. That my good enough on my own is not good enough to get me into heaven. The only way you're getting into heaven is if you got that Jesus uh, Christ, Lord, Messiah, Savior card in your pocket. No vaccination card is going to get you into heaven. Right? It's going to be the card that has his name on it. And God's going to know if you didn't just uh, pray to Jesus, if you didn't just talk to Jesus, you didn't just say, I know about Jesus. But did Jesus impact the way that you live your life? Because you know what happens when you live in the light? You shine. Somebody's tracking with me. And if this world's a dark, dark place, did y'all agree with me on that? How do we lighten that place up? We must shine. We must shine for his glory and for his gospel. The closer I'm walking with Jesus, the brighter I shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, yeah. This little light of mine. Y'all can tell me to stop. Well, Pastor Jessica on the inside is like, just please. She hears me sing all the time at home, and I'm not good, but I like to. But uh, that light is the light of Christ. And how much more important is Christmas for Christians to have that opportunity to do that? This is when the church can really shine every single year. We should be shining all year long. But I said last week, there's something about Christmas where people's defenses are down, right? Lost people might even sing Christmas carols about Jesus. So there, I said last week, there's a little crack in the door for Christians in the church to start raping souls for his glory. Right? There's a crack in the door for, for the church, not just to shine, but to invite others to shine with us. Come on, somebody. 
Because the more people that are shining for His glory, the less dark the world becomes. The less dark our, our, our cities become, our, our, our states, our, our, our nation becomes, the more people that come and see that truth of who He is. Right? So look at the next point. The birth of Jesus was the birth of the light of love. Think about it like that. The, God's love literally manifested in flesh. Right? His birth brought light to the love of God so the world could see that God is love. I had this thought as I was studying this week. I feel like when Jesus came to earth, God was almost saying, I am done talking. I am going to show them how much I love them. Right? When somebody shows you that they love you, there's almost a higher value to that love. Right? Someone can tell you every single day that they love you, but they don't show it in any way, right? Until Jesus came over and over and over again in God's word, he says, I love you, I'm for you, I love you. Do this, don't do this, do this, don't do this. And he was done talking. He said, I am going to do something about what I say. I'm going to send and prove my love. His name is Jesus. And all who come and see and believe, there will be eternal salvation. There will be truth. There will be light. There will be hope. Generations. Families are going to be changed. Addicts are going to be set free. Come on, somebody. Marriages are going to be restored in Jesus' name. Because I'm done talking, I'm going to show them that I love them. I'm going to show them on the cross. See, Christmas is pretty when Jesus is still a baby. But you know, that was just the starting point. Christmas had a point. It didn't just start and stop with Christmas. It ended at the cross. And so God saying he loves you through his son is more than just a baby wrapped in a manger. It's his son who freely gave and bled and died and even prayed for those who crucified him that they would be born again and saved. Why? Because he is the light of the world. Come on, somebody. He gives revelation from heaven. He is his father in earth form, in bodily form, in flesh form. Look at John 1.14. Who would we say the word is? Jesus, right? So the word became human. Some translations say the word became flesh. And he made his home among us. He was full of unfailing Unending, unconditional love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father of the one and only Son. God so loved that he gave that God himself would dwell with his creation. The creator intermingling with his creation. For the world to come and see truth. And to believe truth. Hey, and he loves, you, he loves us so much that he will let people reject him. 
and let people reject that truth over their sin. And at the end of the day, that's what it all comes down to. Do I love God more than my sins? Because if I love my sins more than God, He's not Lord. He wants to be Savior, but see, I'm not inviting Him into my life. And that's why He came, to set the captives free. He doesn't want you bound by your sins. He doesn't want you bound by your doubt, by your fear, by your stress, by your anxiety. He doesn't want you bound in in stress from watching too much news, too much of whatever's going on. He wants to set the captives free. That's why Jesus came to earth. Right? That's why Jesus went to the cross. God became flesh for us. And isn't it amazing how that's how we connect to God on a deeper level is through His Son. Maybe that's part of the issue, right? Because, because God's God. And sometimes I have, a tr- I have trouble envisioning God and who He is and His majesty and, and how vast and how wide and how, how great He is. And so He said, i got to send my Son so that people can identify. I can identify with them in their pain and their struggles. Because guess what? Jesus had pain. Jesus had struggles. He was hurt. He was betrayed. And see, I don't know about you, but I can connect to that. My God didn't say, just just touch this because it'll hurt you. He he came and he showed me that I I can do that because he did it. He doesn't just preach and teach. He he does what he says. He said, love everyone. And Jesus loved everyone. So it's possible for us to do those things. Look at that next point. And so the light of God, that revelation of who God is through his son, the light of love, we're going to call this the light of love, it exposes the enemy, exposes the lies uh, and stumbling stones that cause us to get stuck in our pain and our past. Uh, The light of love exposes the lies that blame God for the pain and for the, the stopping of the pain, for not stopping the pain even. Uh, And Christ exposes all the lies that keep us in the dark, running from the light of his love. So many people, if Christ is the light of the world, if he's the light of hope and love and joy and peace, why are so many people running from that light? To stay bound, stuck in darkness. To stay bound, stumbling around, trying to figure out life. All we have to do is run towards the light. See, but there's something about the light. It exposes all things. And so am I not running to the light because I'm scared of what I'll see? Here's some encouraging words for you. If you're scared of what you're going to see, it doesn't matter because God already knows it's there. And guess what? He still sent his son for you. Why do we act like we're hiding things from God? Because he already knows they're there. So stop running from the only person that can heal you. You're running from your healer. You're running from your savior. You're running from the only thing that can give you that joy and that peace. And the farther you run, the darker it gets. 
And the more confusing it gets, excuse me, I might need, I'll have to keep trying it here for a moment. I might switch to that in a second if it keeps doing it. Go ahead, give it to me. Sorry, y'all bear with me. Check, check. Is that better? Amen. <laughs> Holy Spirit, help us reg- regain our, our, our thought and our tracking of mind, right? So the farther I run from the light, the darker it gets. The more confused I become, right? And God the whole time's like, run towards me. Repent and return to the high places that I have for you, Right? It's in God's light where all hidden things become visible. Look at Ephesians 5, 8 through 14. And that is not going to be on your paper outline because I felt like the Lord changed the message a little bit today, but it should be on your screen there. It says, For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. Live as people of the what? Live as people of the light. It says, do you know you can't mix light and darkness? It's physically impossible, right? He says, so live, if you've been redeemed by the light, live as people of the light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. I want to stop there for a moment. Live as people of the light. If light dispels darkness, I need to not just live in the light, I need to be the light. Some of us need to be and live as torches. Y'all know what the symbol is for Liberty Church? It's a torch. I love this cool little symbol. Anybody else? I think it's cool. And so, but do you know that a torch has a purpose? What is the purpose of a torch? It lights the way, but hey, there's another hidden purpose. You know what a torch does? It transfers light and fire from one place to another. See, when I have a torch, I have the power to light other torches. That's powerful. Some of us need to be a torch this Christmas. You have the power not just to shine bright, but to set others on fire. Come on, somebody. And you know what happens when you set somebody else on fire? Man, they can do the same thing. Jesus is a magnificent, shiny beacon of hope for the whole world. And he's the ultimate torch. He's the source. And if I'm getting lit by him and I have a fire inside, I can go and and, and reproduce that same fire of love and hope and joy in a dark world. And And I believe that's what Liberty Church is. We are a torch church. Come on, somebody. We're a shiny beacon of hope for for people who want to come and experience truth. And we want them to go do the same thing. We're going to be planting more campuses. Did you know that? And so we're going to light a torch in another community. Amen for his glory. Because God is that good. God's so good. I got to do something about it. Right? So, sorry there. Let's pick up at verse 10. It says, so carefully determine what pleases the Lord and take no part. And the worthless deeds of evil and darkness instead expose them. 
That's what a torch life does. It exposes the dark things. It is shameful even to talk about, it says, the things the ungodly people do in secret. But their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, Awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will what? Give you light. The original Christmas lights. Jesus Christ himself. Look at that last point. It says the light of love invites us to come out of the pain of yesterday and walk in the love of God. The love of God that frees us from the fear of judgment and from judging others. That's good stuff. God's light, God's love, it invites us to come out of the darkness. Now, he's never going to force you to come out. But he's going to invite you to come into the light. The thing is, it's our sins and it's even judgment that keep us trapped in the dark. Your sins and your judgment of, of yourself even and of others, it wants to keep you trapped in the dark. Look at 1 John 4, 17 through 21. It says, as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid of the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. The longer and harder you run after God, the more perfect his love becomes in your life. Did you know that? The more perfect uh, his love becomes in your life. Verse 18, it says, Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment, and this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. We love each other because he first loved us. Someone says, I love God, but hates Christian brother or sister. That person is a liar. Or if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God who we can't see? And he has given us this command. Those who love God must also love their Christian Brothers and sisters, perfect love, it says, has no fear. I know we experience fear. But that doesn't mean we have to dwell and live in fear. God does not want you to dwell and live in fear. I don't believe Jesus was ever afraid of anything. Because... He always believed his father. And hey, in this world, there's no need for courage if we don't have fear, right? It says, be, be, take courage and fear not. And so, if I am living in a state of, of torment and fear, not only is God's perfect love not, 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 been manifested in my life, and we're never going to get perfect and, and, and make it, okay? I'm not trying to say that, but I need to be resting in who he is, resting in his provision, because when I trust in him, that's when courage triumphs fear. Does that make sense? And his cur the courage that I need only comes from him and by him, and when that happens, his love is made perfect in my life. So what are you afraid of today? What are you afraid of getting so honest with God about? What are you afraid of maybe for this Christmas? 
What are you afraid of, of, of the unknown? Because, hear me, when you walk in God's love, that's all you got to do. All you got to do is walk in the love of God. You will expel fear. Just as light dispels darkness, you will expel fear and eradicate fear from your life. If we confess we love God, last thing I want to give you, and his love is being manifested in my life, and we confess that we love God, we must also love people. We got to love every person we come in contact with. Because if I believe that God loves everybody, I have to do my best. Somebody say best. Put that in the chat today if you're watching online. I'm going to do my best to love every person that I meet. And if I do that, I guarantee more people will like you. <laughs> more people will love you. Right? The key to, to, to having people like and accept you is for you to love and be accepting. And not judging others from afar. Right? Y'all join me in prayer this morning. So, Lord, I, I thank you and we love you. God, and forgive us when we do that. God, when we look at people that you've created and formed and fashioned and we, we see less than, we see not even worthy, we judge people, God, forgive us. Let us not forget where you've brought us, where you're taking us, the things you're doing in our lives. Let us not forget. God, as your word says, if, if we confess that we love you, then our confession must be that we love people and especially on Christmas. God, let us love people radically this year, this Christmas, this day, this week. Let us shine bright, God, as a torch, lighting other torches to be set on fire for who you are. Amen. Well, the last thing I want to do is if you're here today, either in our sanctuary or you're watching us online, and in your heart of hearts, you know Jesus Christ is not your Lord. He's not your Savior. You're not in a right relationship with Him. What do I mean by that? Every day you're not talking with Him. Every day you're not confessing things to Him. Every day you're not allowing Him to lead. And if that's the case, if that's you today, I don't want you to leave here the same. Because God, He wants you to know that He loves you and that He's for you. And all you got to do to get right with God is to invite Jesus Christ into your life. Just like you invite people to your house to come watch a ball game or come eat. God's no different. He's, he's a gentleman. He's not going to impose on your life, impose on the control of your life. He wants you to invite him. It's so easy. All you got to do is say, God, I invite you into my heart, into my mind, into my life. And he becomes Lord, and in that moment, he becomes Savior. So if you want to do that today, I want you to do something for me. Right now, if you're watching us online or here in our sanctuary, right now I want you to stand up. Physically stand up in this place. Don't worry. No one's watching you. No one's looking at you. If you are born again, if you are a believer, I want you to pray for the lost right now, please. Pray for the lost. So if that's you, you say, Pastor Ian, I want to get right with God today, right now. I want you to stand up in this place a few more seconds. 
If you want to do that, I want to pray with you. Amen? Amen? Amen. Well, no one is standing here in our, in our local, physical location, but someone could be making that decision online. So I want to lead us all in a prayer in case someone's doing that, okay? So pray with me. It's going to go like this. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for sending your son. Right now, we accept that gift. We believe in Jesus, and we confess that Jesus is Lord and Savior. Forgive me for my sins. Send your Holy Spirit to help me, lead me, and guide me for the rest of the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Good stuff. Well, hey, thank you so much for coming. We are so glad you come and done church with us. Y'all invite somebody next week, bring somebody, bring a family member or a friend, and uh, we are just getting even closer and closer to Christmas. So we love you. Y'all are dismissed, okay?